Three, two, one. Hello. Welcome to Background Noise, and welcome to the third episode of... The Choose Your Own Zombie Story. Yeah. We are going to just get right into it. Yes. You ready? And try to pry up the heavy lid. It proves to be harder than you expected, as it's not something you have any experience with. At least you're pretty sure, given your recent memory loss. You manage to hook one of the holes in the manhole cover and try to lift it straight up, but it's just too heavy and slips off your hook, clanking back down into its seating. You look around nervously, hoping the noise hasn't attracted the attention of any nearby zombs. Fortunately, you don't see or hear any drawing near yet. So you try again, this time pulling up the edge of the heavy iron cover just enough to yank it sideways, rather than up like you tried last time. This time, the manhole cover drags open and you can see down a four foot wide shaft dropping way further into the darkness than you would have guessed. 80 to 100 feet down. Oh my gosh. Thick iron ladder rungs caked with rust climb down the side of the shaft and you hear water trickling below. This might be a bad idea. You swing yourself down into the shaft, standing on the iron rungs and size up the hole. It looks wide enough to get your mountain bike down if you take the wheels off first. Thinking the mountain bike is too valuable to simply leave behind, you take a minute to quick release the rims and then tie them and the bike together on the end of your rope. Lowering the bike down a little ways ahead of you, you then pull the manhole cover back in place over you with a clank. Stopping a moment to get your light out, you then descend the rest of the way down the ladder into a huge 14 foot wide concrete tunnel with two and a half feet of filthy brown water running south through the center of it. It smells exactly as you feared it would. Standing on the lower slope of the tunnel, just above the waterline, you put the wheels on the mountain bike and begin walking it south, hoping you don't slip anywhere along the way and literally fall into the crap. You follow the sewer tunnel to an intersection and see that the sewers are marked accordingly to the street layout above. After hours and hours of walking your bike alone in the dark, foul-smelling tunnel past one endless intersection after another, you begin to notice that the side tunnels dropping into yours are all smaller now. Initially, all the tunnels were the same size, 14 foot in diameter, but now the side tunnels are only six feet and not all of them are marked as street intersections anymore. We're gonna get lost. Probably. You also notice that the water level has risen from two and a half feet to about four and is flowing faster. You're up pretty high in the slope of the tunnel now and if the water gets any higher, you'll be walking in it. You're also fairly sure that getting any of the brown sewer water in your wounds would be a bacterial death sentence, so you'd better be extra careful. I didn't oh, think about that. I forgot about all our wounds. Checking your watch, you see that it's 5.11 p.m. You've been down in this hole longer than you thought. Continuing on a little farther, you suddenly notice a shaft of light streaming down into the tunnel ahead from above. Stopping to look, you see that the tunnel opens into a small 20 by 20 foot square chamber ahead with a raised ledge about three feet above the level of the water surrounding the perimeter. A wrong ladder climbs up from the ledge to a four-foot diameter shaft that ascends well over 100 feet to an open manhole cover above. You note a fresh air tube hanging down the shaft from above and a yellow hard hat on the ledge underneath it and a huge splatter of blood as if someone fell through the open manhole recently. Listening, you can hear moaning sounds coming from the darkness of the tunnel beyond the square chamber. City workers must have been working down this manhole at the time of the outbreak. That means the manhole cover has been open the whole time. No telling how many zombies have stumbled down into it since then. Of course. Listening, you hear the moaning again, and it sounds like two or three zombies in the tunnel up ahead, this time drawing closer. But it's not the hairy, desperate sound of hungry zombies zeroing in on you yet. They don't appear to know that you're in there with them at the moment. 
you're in here with them at the moment. Here's our options. Ready your weapon and take them out before continuing. Head into a side tunnel and try to circle around the zombies and back into the main tunnel further down the line. Or hurry up the open shaft of the streets above before the zombies can get to you. Okay, clearly we know that we can't take them out. Because the last time we tried to take them out, we got bit. True. So... Let's not do that one. Especially if there's more than last time. We had two last yeah, time. Yeah, this is three, three at least. three at least. So, heading into a side tunnel could possibly get us lost. Yeah. And going up the open shaft... There's zombies up there. Yeah. So, which do we do? Do we flip a coin? Between the side tunnel... And open shaft... Yeah, because I don't know what to do. I don't either. Both, I feel like, are horrible options. Yeah, we're going to flip a coin for this one, too. You can flip it because I flipped it last time. So. Heads is side tunnel. Tails is open shaft. It's tails. It's always tails. Okay, so hurry up the open shaft to the streets above. Oh, yay. We don't have our bike, huh? No, we do. We brought it down with us. Oh, okay, good. He took it apart. Oh, all right. That's good. Yeah. And then he put it back together and we've been walking with, with us. So we do have the bike. He didn't want to leave it behind. Streets again. You quickly take the wheels off your mountain bike and sling them and the frame to your rope. You then climb up the sewer shaft, hauling your gear up with you and peek out into the streets through the open manhole cover. A city sewer truck is parked nearby and a few men at work signs are set out around the open hole. You see that the streets here on the south side of the city are as vehicle choked as those further in. You also see a large number of uh, zombies wandering aimlessly about in the street, but you are able to get up out of the manhole and skulk your way into the back alleys without being seen. You then take your mountain bike, reattach the wheels, and slowly make your way further south towards the suburbs. After an hour ducking and dodging your your way slowly through the streets on your mountain bike without giving yourself away to any zombies you realize that it's going to take much longer than you had originally anticipated to get out of the city looking at your watch almost 6 p.m now and the long shadows now creeping across the buildings you know that you only have about three hours of light left or more likely just one before the tall buildings surround you block anything left of the setting sun. You think at the cautious rate you have been going that you can just make it to the edge of the Indian River before it gets too dark. The Indian, Indian River is a wide riverway, almost a full mile across, that separates the city from the suburbs. A number of bridges cross over the river up and down its length, and there is also an abandoned ferry station and a boating club on the river itself if you can get to the river's edge before dark you may be able to grab a boat and take it out onto the water you're pretty sure that zombies can't swim or maybe anchoring a boat out in the river would offer a safe place to sleep for the night mm -hmm. then in the daylight you can use the boat to cross the rest of the way over and continue your journey or you could just ride there full speed in 20 minutes or less, if you don't mind every zombie in the street seeing you and giving chase. On your mountain bike, however, that's not as bad as one might think, as you can easily outdistance the shambling zombie hordes. The biggest danger would be riding into a dead end with zombies behind you, like, say, the edge of a mile-wide river that's probably too far for you to swim all the way across. 
After slowly riding a few more blocks up the back streets, you have noticed a small number of dumpsters out behind many of the tenement buildings, the kind with the lids on the top that flip open. The zombies haven't shown any interest in them, and you think if worse comes to worse, you could probably hide out in one for the night. You also see, just a block further up the lane, the back of a huge old church of some kind. It's the massive stone build cathedral-style kind with the tall bell towers on each side of the front. You might be able to find refuge in there for the night. Who knows? Maybe people even barricaded themselves in there when the when everything went down. You'd have a pretty fortified building if you did. Okay, so we have four options. First option, press forward to the river's end. You can make it before it gets dark. Number two, ignore the zombies and race to the river's edge on your mountain bike. Three, see if you can find refuge for the night in the old dumpster. Four, you're not too proud to hunker down in a dumpster for the night. I feel like both, the first two options, no. Oh, really? You don't think the river one makes any sense? There's two river ones. Well, he gets there, what if he can't find a boat? Fair, actually that's true, but he doesn't, we do need sleep. And I boat, think let's go to the church. The boat would be the best option for him to get to sleep because he'd anchor in. Or the church, I think those. I think we should do the first one or the church one. First or third. Should we? Flip a coin? That's kind of a really fun way to do it. Heads for river, tails for church. Tails. Okay. So it's tails. So, church. You make your way to the church and see that it is an old building. The first thing you notice about the building, however, is that all the upper windows of stained glass have been broken out. As if vandals had been throwing rocks through them, the building doesn't look like it had ever been abandoned or derelict prior to the outbreak, which means the damage is recent. Going up to the a back entrance, you see that it's solidly barricaded from the inside by stacks and stacks of wooden church pews. Clawing and scratching at the wood indicates that Zombies at one point had tried to get through, but the barricade held. You can't see anything beyond the barricade and realize that you won't be able to get in this way without a whole lot of effort and noise. There is a narrow alley running down the side of the church from the back alley to the street. Halfway along its length, there's a short stairwell leading down the side of the church to a recessed basement door. A pile of five or six bloody corpses are heaped up at the bottom of the steps in front of the basement uh, door. Okay, so we have three options. Okay. Go check out the basement door, throw your rope up and climb through the church, climb into the church through one of the broken stained glass window frames and continue down the alley to the front of the church. I think like, the basement door sounds like a bad idea. Why? There's five corpses by it. I don't think the alleyway makes any sense because we can't see past it. I feel like the rope one's crazy, but I feel like that makes more sense. All right. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like all of these are stupid options. Okay. In a window. With one end of the rope tied to your tire spider, you toss it up through one of the open window frames about 12 feet above. It clatters loudly, but gets a hold on the first try. As you begin to climb up, you hear a moaning from the pile of bloody bodies in the basement stairwell and see something crawling out from under them. It's a nun. A freaking zombie nun. <laughs> Fortunately, this one looks like its back is broken, and it drags itself slowly up the steps without much use of its legs. Something about the zombie nun disturbs you greatly. Seeing the battered nun slowly creeping up the steps at you, snapping and slavering with cannibal lust for your flesh, 
while it sort of shakes your faith a bit. If not even a nun is afforded protection from this plague, then what chances a regular guy like you stand? What chances your family stand? Maybe it really is the end of the world. A sudden flash of outrage wells up in you, and you feel a need to put that thing out of its misery. Smash the abomination's head in with your crowbar or ignore it and climb up the windowsill. Ignore it. Ignore it. It's not an intimate danger to you. It's not an intimate danger. No, you're like, I'm going to pop back down and hit this nun. Like, absolutely not. (laughs) (sighs) Inside the church, you climb up your rope and sit a moment on the wide stone sill to take your light out and look down into the huge chapel below. It's your typical cathedral-style gallery with a pulpit, altar, and hanging crucifix at the front, confessional booths along the side, and row upon a row of heavy wooden pews running down the length. In this case, however, most of the pews have been pushed from the center and stacked into massive barricades, blocking both the front and rear entryways into the church. You don't see any zombies inside the chapel area, but do know that some of the confessional booths have been knocked over and smashed, and that blood has been splattered at the front of the chapel. The blood doesn't look like the result of people being mauled by zombies, but rather an intentional desecration of the holy space. Indeed, a bloody plastic bucket lying on the floor near the altar seems to lend credit to your theory. Ew. That's creepy. You also see a few open exits from the area. It looks like the office doors on the side of the chapel, opposite the confessional booths, and a set of winding stairs to either side of the large foyer at the front of the church, where a huge barricade of pews have been stacked against the front doors. Having seen the church from the outside, you know that the stairs off the foyer would lead up into the bell towers to either side and probably down into the lower levels of the church as well. You climb down into the chapel, ready your gear, and our options are to check out the office doors, go see what's down in the basement. Don't worry about that right now. Go see if you can hide up in a bell tower for the night. I, feel like I think we need to worry before we go to sleep. I agree. Definitely, I don't think we should not... I don't think we should check the basement. No, the basement's giving prison. But, like, let's check out the office doors. Okay. Church offices. You cautiously move to the office doors and check out the rooms of the main gallery. You find a number of administrative offices on this side of the church and a long hallway leading to the rear exit of the church. It is the same entryway you originally tried to come through, but is completely blocked from the side with stacks upon stacks of heavy church pews. As you are coming back to the main chapel, you decide to cut through a large office that you had only just passed by before. As you open the door to the room, you stop short, seeing a severed head atop a large mahogany desk near the far end of the room. What's disturbing about the head is that it's of a priest and wears a tall bishop's hat atop its head. It's not something a priest would wear, nor is it something a zombie would bother to stage in such a manner. You were, I feel like we're not alone. Yeah, maybe we... I'm worried. Looking at the floor in front of the desk, you see a number of dead bodies in a pool of blood. One belongs to the headless priest, and there are two nuns, and what look like three parishioners. None of the bodies appear to have any zombie bites in them, just bullet holes and slash wounds, like what a machete or sword would cause. Moving out of the office and back to the chapel, you... Do we have to check the basement? I don't... Maybe. You can go see what's down in the basement, or go see if you can hide up in a bell tower. I don't know. Like, should we flip a coin? Or should we just go check out the basement? I feel like we have to. Okay. Because we can't just go and be like, let's hide out for the night, and then in the middle of the night, somebody from the basement comes up. And kills us? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll check the basement. Stairs down. No, 
I'm nervous. You move to one of the winding staircases and carefully head down. It drops into a corridor that runs underneath the chapel above with classroom, classroom, <laughs> with classrooms off both sides and a set of men and women's restrooms between both flights of stairs. At the end of the corridor is a closed set of double doors labeled a vent hall. You can hear the chanting of multiple voices from inside, but it's muffled through the doors. Our options are to knock on the door, strain to listen to what they are chanting first, ignore the door, it's time to go hide in a bell tower. That one? Or listen? I don't not knocking on the door, but I kind of want to listen. But what if they hear us somehow? We can listen. Let's... I feel like let's flip a coin. Okay. That's kind of fun to make it like... Heads, we strain to listen. And tails, tails ignore the door. We dip in and hide in. Should we just hide? I want to know what they're saying, though. <laughs> Something, we need a new coin. <laughs> We're going to get a new coin and we'll be right back. Okay, so heads strain to listen. Tails ignore Dip. the door. Dip. No, I want to listen. <laughs> Fine, listen. Uh, what in the hell? <laughs> you put your ear up close and strain to hear what is being chanted in the area beyond the double doors. It sounds like one person is leading a chant with a small assembly of people repeating what is being said. While it's hard to make out the muffled words of the leader, you do get a sense of what is being said by the group. Unholy Father, Master of all that is darkness, accept this sacrifice. Preserve us in this hour of glory. Protect us from thine angels of death and accept us as equals to their task. We desecrate this place of the weak with the blood of thy sacrament. This is scary. That means they killed these They're ritualistically and stuff, doing this. Oh. And they put the blood on the altar and stuff. Except also the blood of this fool who even now impotently calls on the name of thine great enemy. You've heard enough. You know better than to mess with a bunch of devil worshippers. You carefully <laughs> back away and decide to either go hide in the bell tower for the night or leave the church altogether and go spend the night in a dumpster. Uh, Get out of this church. Dumpster. Dumpster. 100%. Dumpster diver. <laughs> you decide to hide yourself in one of the dumpsters for the night. Carefully stealthing up behind a side-by-side -side pair of them without alerting any zombies, you note that one is for trash and one is for paper and cardboard only. You set your mountain bike down behind the dumpsters. Why wouldn't you put it in there with you? No idea. And climb inside the one for paper and cardboard, closing the lid behind you. Some jerk had tossed regular trash in here on top of the cardboard, and now it smells like a dumpster inside. You pull a couple of sheets of cardboard out from under you and cover the trash bags with them, so you at least won't be lying down on them directly. You'd actually take the time to throw them out of the dumpster if you thought you could do this without attracting the attention of the wandering zombies nearby, but it just isn't worth the risk. You then wrap up in your tarp and slowly drift off to sleep. Dumpster dreams. The next thing you know, you're awaking sometime later after having fallen, fallen into a deep sleep, sitting up in the dumpster. You are groggy and ache all over, especially your wounds. You take out one of your bottles of water and drink it down and find yourself thinking about your wife, Laura, and two daughters, 10-year-old Jessica and 7-year-old Kate. That is when you realize that your memory is starting to return. You suddenly remembered everything about your life up to a week ago last Thursday. For whatever reason, you're still missing the last little bit. Who are you, anyway? You are Greg Bradley. You live in the suburbs with your wife, girls, and one cat, and work in the city as an accountant for the Morgan Corporation, an advertising firm. Monday through Friday, you catch a commuter train in the suburbs to the Fairmont Station in the city, where you hop on the green subway line to the 
Summit Tower Station. Your commute takes you about 45 minutes. On weekends, you like to just be with your family, but do go mountain biking a couple times a year with friends you've had since college. You and your wife used to go camping quite frequently, but that sort of dropped off after your first daughter was born. Your life is nothing special, but for a moment, you treasure each memory, having until just recently had none to treasure at all. Yes, it has all come back except for a missing week. The last thing you remember before waking up in the subway tunnel is leaving your office on Thursday. You also worry greatly for your family. Your wife would be home, hopefully barricaded in while your girls would have been on the bus to school at the time of the outbreak. Dang. You hope they at least made it to school, knowing that in such an emergency, the school would initiate a lockdown. Maybe they are safe inside waiting for help, you think. You hope so. Gathering your gear, you quietly peek out from under the dumpster's lid. The streets are as full of zombies as ever, but at least they don't know you're here. You then cautiously slip out of the dumpster and pick up your mountain bike and continue on. You continue your journey south, slowly making your way down the back streets, keeping one step ahead of the zombies roaming here and there along the way. After an hour, you recognize the area and know that you are getting close to the Indian River. The Indian River is a wide riverway that separates the city from the suburbs. From here, you can go west a few blocks and get onto the freeway that crosses over the Veterans Bridge from the suburbs. You could also continue straight to the waterfront itself and check out the boat club for any boats that might still be there. While you don't think you could actually make the swim in your current condition, you could definitely make it across in a boat. You decide to head for the Veterans Bridge Crossing or head for the boat club on the Indian River. Let's just get to the suburbs. Let's go to Veterans Bridge Crossing. Like, we need to get home, I feel like. Yeah. Bridge out. You carefully make your way a few blocks to the west and get onto the freeway that heads to Veterans Bridge. Both the north and southbound lanes are clogged with dead traffic, and all of it headed south towards the bridge. A few zombies still wander around the abandoned cars, but there's far less than you would have guessed. As long as you're careful, you should be able to crouch low and move through the cars unseen. You note the steady incline leading up the bridge and wonder if all the zombies simply took the path of least resistance and wandered off in the downhill direction towards the city. After about 50 minutes, you have made your way up the incline to the actual bridge portion of they the highway. definitely... I'm sorry. They definitely headed toward the city. 100%. Okay, anyway, sorry. Looking ahead, you are disappointed to see that something is drastically wrong with the bridge. From here, you can see that a quarter-mile-long section has collapsed out of the center. From here, you can see that a quarter-mile-long section of the bridge has collapsed out of the center. You can even make out a few vehicles still in that section of the bridge and imagine there must have been many more, but they all slid into the river when the bridge went down. What slid into the, the river? The middle of the bridge is gone. It oh collapsed. Oh my heavens, why? The main cables and tension lines have all snapped and hang down onto the roadway. So this clearly was the not bridge the was right not way. the right decision. Looking farther down river, you can see the silhouette of the parkway bridge around eight miles away. It too has been demolished and no longer in cross and no longer crosses the span of the river. Who crossed the, who demolished these? You wonder if the bridges have been blown in an attempt to contain the zombie virus. You oh, hope it worked. You then so remember- Should you be going? Should you try to be going over the river? Maybe not. Yeah. 
I meant like the, the actor, the character. Yes. He literally got bit. Maybe he shouldn't. But Maybe he's do it. immune. Yeah. You then remember your morning train arrived. How's he still alive? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't know how he's alive still. Then you remember your morning train rides into the city on its own bridge, not too far off of Veterans Bridge. You can see the train bridge about a mile off. The train bridge is not suspension type. It is a steel truss type and raised concrete pillars. It's still intact except for a small blown out section. Looks like it has been dynamited. You make out a small gap, hard to tell, but probably no more than 50 or so feet across. What are we gonna do with 50 feet? I can't jump 50 feet. What no. am I, Superman? We're not. You don't see any zombies on the train track bridge. The river seems to have something wrong with it. It appears to be covered in an oily slick of chemicals and smells odd, like a mix of raw sewage, dead fish, and battery acid. You should not swim through that. No. Observing the shore itself, you notice hundreds of fish floating belly up among the frothy gray foam lapping against the rocks. Ew. As you're looking, you actually see a body or two floating in the water. Looking up and down the river, you see a number of large concrete pipes all dumping stuff into the river. You've never noticed this before when crossing the river on the train or in your car and wonder if it has something to do with the city's power being down for so long. You go back to the east side of the bridge and look down the river again, regarding the boat club and abandoned ferry station down the shore. From here, you can see that the boat club is on your side of the ferry station. You would, you wish. <laughs> About a hundred yards <laughs> closer. <laughs> Not a single boat appears to be in any of the seven floating docks, unless you count the burnt down ones. It looks like there was a huge fight down on the docks as there are bodies laying scattered across the area. Nobody there is alive. All must be gone with boats. See? If so there's know. no option. There's no boats. We should have just stayed in the church and joined the ritualistic sacrifice. No. <laughs> Can you imagine what would happen if we knocked? I wish we should have knocked. No, but remember, we're trying to make decisions that don't get us killed. Yeah. That would have absolutely been a <laughs> no. zero points we'd out be, of that. We'd die. You know, however, that the parking lot out in front is full of abandoned vehicles. A cluster of vehicles on one end of the parking lot catches your eye. It's a group of military vehicles. Oh. Three Humvees and a two and a half ton truck, complete with canvas cover. The boat club building itself is a large building. Inside there would be a charter office, a meeting hall, a small equipment shop, and a bar and grill. Of note is the fact that many of the first floor glass had been smashed or shot out all around the building. We're just in pure chaos at this point. Like, Yeah, we are. Beyond the boating club, you regard the abandoned ferry pier. The place is nothing more than an open steel structure. Back when the ferry was in use, folks would drive right into the pier to wait in lanes for the boat to land. A metal gate would drop down and cars would drive off the ferry. Then the waiting cars would be loaded on. The building is not much more than standing rust, the lanes running down the pier have faded. Considering your situation, you decide that there's no point continuing down the Veterans Bridge unless you're going to try swimming. But if you get swept in the current, that could easily turn into a mile or more to swim. You could head up the river to the train bridge and use your rope to swing across the narrow gap between the trusses. If it really is only 50 feet or less, you'd have plenty of rope to do it. What are we, Indiana Jones? Then there's the boat club down river. While you can't see any boats from here, there may still be a rowboat or dinghy down there that you can use to cross the river. So we could go up river to the train bridge or go two miles down over to the boat club. I think we should go to the train bridge, personally. And try to jump that? You think we can't see any boats? I feel like... Flip a coin. Are you going to be mad if it's... I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> boiling mad. No, I'm not really. It's going to be tails. Tails. So we're going down river. I don't want to 
go now, remember? Let's go to the train bridge then. Okay, let's go to the Why train bridge. Why do we keep doing the flipping the thing and then not doing it? Because <laughs> I feel like that's the worst option. Under the train bridge, you make your way to the train bridge. Traveling west along the mercifully zombie-free river road, arriving under the bridge, you look down its length from below and see the damaged spot out towards the middle of the bridge from here. The gap in the bridge is hardly even visible, with only a bit of the bridge's superstructure hanging down at, at that point to indicate any problem at all. Looking around, you don't see any nearby road access from the river road up to the train bridge itself. A sheer concrete abutment... Is that how you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that word. <laughs> About 60 feet high runs along the road for at least two to three hundred yards in both directions and the nearest roadway is at least a half a mile further up river to the west oh dear what what are you reading <laughs> is it bad and i spy <laughs> with my medium-sized eye <laughs> sorry it's funny you do note however that the ends of the concrete abutment abutment <laughs> Abutment, abutment. Abutment. It must be abutment. Gradually slope downward as they go along and appear to be only 10 or so feet high at the far ends. You should be able to get up onto the abutment <laughs> there and then walk up its length all the way to the top. Heading for the far end, you see that a narrow footpath has been worn into the hillside <laughs> foot of the abutment. How do you say that word? And that you uh, are easily able to scramble up and onto it without any problem. It's also about three feet wide. So you're not too concerned about falling off. As long as you don't suddenly find yourself fleeing down its length from a ravening horde of zombies or something. Continue. Well, that's the end of this part. And we look forward to future episodes. We still have some more in store for you. Um, you'll hear from us soon, and Christmas season is coming up, and we have got some fun stuff in store. Anyways, bye, guys.